0: This is the Man Up Podcast, the doctor's guide to men's health. Each week on our podcast, we interview the top specialists of the field on various topics in men's health. You have questions that you are too afraid to ask? We have the answers. This week we have a special episode. It's a different format to kind of change it up. A lot of listeners have reached out to us with questions regarding prostate cancer. So this episode is titled, "When should I get checked for prostate cancer?" I'm Dr. Kevin Chu, and I'm joined as always with my co-host, Dr. Justin Dubin. Justin, how's everything going in Chicago?
1: It's good. It's starting to get cold, but uh, it was a beautiful Sunday. Nice football, catching up on some work. How are you well, doing,
0: Kevin? Well, guess what, Justin? It's still pretty warm down here in Miami, <laughs> and uh, it's feeling pretty good. So, you know, wearing some shorts, you know, it's, it's, it's some great weather down here.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely jacket and sweatshirt weather over here. So, All right. you know, whatever, it's cool.
0: All right. So, so prostate cancer, you know, this kind of coincides with Movember, you know, uh, you know, Movember big time of a year, you know, guys growing mustaches. Justin, yours is coming in pretty nicely.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying for the people who are watching the YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, Oops. it's, it's going to look nice. It's going to yeah. look nice. But yeah, Movember, big month, men's health awareness. Uh, obviously, we're always aware of men's health here. We are pushing a lot of men's health initiatives with this podcast, but a lot of the men's health, uh, with regards to Movember, do discuss prostate cancer, testicle cancer, and and mental health. So I think we're going to be doing, you know, an episode on prostate cancer. We're probably going to be doing a one on uh, testicular cancer as well, and obviously we'll we'll have multiple episodes, I think, regarding uh, mental health in in the future here. But um, yeah, I think that that kind of prompted this discussion as well. And uh, so let's get into it, because I think there's a decent amount to talk to talk about with regards to prostate cancer, prostate cancer screening.
0: Right. Right, Yeah, I mean, so look, I mean, prostate cancer is the, the most commonly diagnosed cancer in the United States, uh, I believe it's the second most in terms of actual deaths caused by it, but it's the most in commonly men. diagnosed in men, right? Um, and so one of the things that's linked with prostate cancer that I know a lot of our guys have heard about is, is the word PSA. So Justin, why don't you kind of tell us what, what is PSA? I mean, you hear it all the time.
1: Right. So, so PSA, it actually stands for prostate specific antigen. It's really this protein that's made by your prostate and its role is it helps liquefy your semen uh, so that, you know, you can actually have everything travel uh, effectively (laughs) during ejaculation. But um, because PSA is made by your prostate, the levels um, of PSA in your body or the protein expression in your body in general can be affected by a lot of different things in your prostate. So one thing about the prostate specifically is it's one of the few organs in the body, especially for men, because only men have a prostate um, that continuously can get bigger as you get older and not actually be cancer. Um, But when, when your prostate, if your prostate gets bigger, as you age, your PSA level will naturally increase with it. Um, other things that can cause a rise in PSA include, you know, infection, but of course, one of the other things is cancer, right? So if you're, if cancer is growing in your prostate, it's making and pumping out more PSA and that level can go up. And because it is a potential marker for prostate cancer, that is usually the most common blood test and the standard blood test that we really have for checking, Prostate cancer. But I think Kevin, it's important. What having an elevated PSA does not mean that you have cancer.
0: Right. You know, it's important to consider that, you know, the PSA, this is used for screening. And everything you just said, it's so important for our listeners to know. When your prostate gets bigger, your PSA will tend to rise. And that does not equate having cancer. I have a lot of patients come in the clinic saying, like, oh man, like is my prostate getting bigger? That must mean I have cancer. And that's not true, right? Uh, So, you know, the PSA has been looked at for many, many years. It's been undergone many trials to kind of, you know, identify whether this is, you know, good for us to screen. And, you know, per the AUA guidelines, as well as the USPF task force has also said that, you know, the PSA, if used correctly, is a good screening tool for prostate cancer.
1: Right. And and I, I always tell my patients, uh, and I'm sure you tell your yours too, that the PSA is not the best screening tool in the world, because like we said, there's other things that can make it go up, but it's really the the best one we have right. at yeah. this moment. So exactly. we're going to use what we have because we're going to try to detect cancer when we
0: can. Absolutely. And, you know, just for our listeners, you know, to kind of Uh, give some background what is the prostate you know the prostate it's a small walnut sized gland it basically sits right in between your bladder and penis and just like what Justin says it creates the fluid that formulates most of the you know parts of your semen your ejaculate essentially and it helps the sperm survive and you know get to its ultimate destination which you know Uh, yeah, it's for fertility usually. For some people, right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's you know, yeah,
1: yeah, biologically we're speaking. Um, yeah, and just one thing coming from New Jersey, it's not actually prostrate. The prostrate is not a real organ. I've I swear to God, everyone called it prostrate in New York and New Jersey to the point. That I actually Googled prostrate thinking that there may have been. I think you still call it prostrate. Yeah, sometimes. Subconsciously,
0: you still do, (laughs) yeah.
1: No, I think whenever I go back to Jersey, I start calling it a prostrate again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But Justin, so what what PSA levels are worrisome? Like, you know, a patient gets their PSA test, what's worrisome?
1: Right. So the first thing is it's a blood test. We talked we just mentioned that. So, so when you're talking and you get the PSA, you get your blood drawn, you get the results and you, and you see a number Um, and the answer of what is worrisome kind of depends. Right. Right. Um, And that's kind of how a lot of medicine is. It, it, It depends on your history. It depends on your age. It depends on other things that are going on with you. But in general, most men should expect for normal men to have a PSA below four,
0: right?
1: Um, but as I said, there's there's different levels to that, right? Kev, like right. when you're getting older, your your prostate goes up, gets bigger, and your PSA can actually increase. And um, so there there is some flexibility with that, um, but most of the time the number is four. Um, there is something called velocity, though. Kevin, you want to talk about what, what PSA velocity is? I think that's something else to always consider, too.
0: Right, right. It's, uh, uh, you know, you get your like, you know, let's say you get your PSA and it is less than four, which is great. But, you know, the change that occurs over a year, over two years, these are things that need to be considered. So if there's a sharp rise over a short amount of time, that's something to be considered, even if it's still less than four. Uh, that's something that still needs to be considered. But I, I think what you what you touched upon, Justin, is very, you know, you know, it's very important for our listeners to know. This is and there's there's a lot of nuance to it, you know. Like we can't just tell you, like, hey, boom, 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 this, and you're okay. It's not as simple as that. So we're just trying to give you the general information. And like, you know, generally, as long as it's less than four, generally it's okay. And generally the urologist won't tell you to get further screening past that. But there's a lot of nuances, there's a lot of things to consider. Um, that may, you know, may prompt the urologist to say like, actually, this is something we should act upon.
1: Right. And I, I agree with everything you said. And I think that one thing that, that we have to mention is that what's, what's next? What is that thing that's next? If, if the PSA was high, I think that there's a couple of things that can be done. There's things such as imaging, Mm -hmm. uh, for an MRI, um, that, that is more nuanced. That's, that's been more popular, um, to, to look at your prostate in an MRI and look at the tissue and see if radiologists can, can give you an idea of whether they think that there may be some risk of cancer. Right. Um, there's other blood tests, right. there's potentially other urine tests. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, these labs and tests are really helping us decide whether you're going to get a biopsy or
0: not. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, one other thing that, you know, the urologist is kind of popular and known for, if you have to go see a urologist is a, a digital rectal exam, you know, uh, those, mm-hmm. no, those are still, it's, it's not in the guidelines, but you know, some urologists would utilize that as part of the workup process, uh, you know, in determining, you know, next step, which is, as what Justin, you said, which is a prostate biopsy, but we can save that actual, you know, the old prostate biopsy thing for another day.
1: I think that's another talk in in itself completely. I agree. Um, but yeah, the digital rectal exam is the, the urologist's handshake, right? That's what we're known for. It's in all the movies. It's in all the television. It's sticking our fingers in your butt to feel your prostate and you know, do you need that is the question. Kev, what do you, what do you think? A, a guy comes in, we're talking about prostate cancer and he's going to ask us, do you have to stick my fi- your finger up my butt? I don't really want to do that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, Justin, you may have a different opinion than I do. I, I think, you know, the, the, the rectal exam was, you know, utilized for a long time in conjunction with the PSA to determine the next step. I'm a very guideline-driven person and per the guidelines, you know, it's generally based off the PSA and with also a context of the patient's history. Uh, For me, I I don't generally use a digital rectal exam in uh, deciding what the next step is. I think the MRI is very good. Uh, What do you think, Justin?
1: I think it's it's kind of one of those things that's shared decision-making. And I think that's right. going to be a word that we really use a lot here. Um, I'm going to have the conversation with my patient. If the patient wants me to do the rectal exam, I'm happy to do the rectal right. exam. If that gets them to sleep at night, I'm happy to do it. If the patient doesn't want to do it, I'm more than happy to not do it, right? So um, I, I totally think it's up to the patient. And when we talk about the word shared decision-making, it's you, the patient, having a conversation with me, the doctor, and we're going to find out what we think together is the best plan for you. And if that includes a rectal exam, I'm happy to do it. If it doesn't, sure. I don't, I I'm not going to do it.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very glad you brought that up. Shared decision-making, prostate cancer. I think those things are like almost synonymous, right? With everything we're going to talk about in the next few minutes, I think you'll see that, you know, A lot of it is going to be, look, we don't have the exact answers for you on the other side, but we're going to give you all the information we can. So that way you can make the best decision going forward.
1: One hundred percent. I think that this is one of the the really special things that urologists do where it's not us literally saying you're going to do this. This is what's going to happen. Um, It's this is what we think. These are the options. How can we make this work so that you're happy, you feel comfortable, and I, I'm happy and I feel comfortable? Um, it, it's really nuanced, as you said before.
0: Yeah. So, you know, what, what's great about this is a, a lot of our listeners reached out to us and, uh, you know, asked us, uh, you know, they wanted to know more about prostate cancer. So we actually had them, they, they called in. So, so we we're able to kind of pull some of these up with some of these questions and we'll try to answer them. Uh, so these are questions straight from the listeners uh, that we're going to answer. All right. Uh, Let's so, do it. Uh, so, here's the first one.
1: Hey, guys. Love the show. My husband is 35 years old and his father has prostate cancer. I'm really worried about his future health. Do you guys think he should get his prostate checked?
0: That's that's a great question. Uh, you know, Justin, 35 years old. Uh, you know, his father uh, had prostate cancer. Um, so, you know, What do we do? What do the guidelines state?
1: Yeah, it's it's and this is something that I think a lot of people, a lot of younger people are usually the ones who do come because they and talk about prostate cancer because they do have some relative, whether it's their father, their brother, their uncle, their grandfather who had prostate cancer. Um, The and and the caller's husband, though, is thirty five, their father in law. um, We didn't get what age they were when they had it, which most people honestly don't know, which is fine, yeah. because I think the idea of having the family history in itself is important and enough. But obviously, having the age is also helpful when you if you can, right. Um, but and f- so when we're looking about risk factors for prostate cancer, I think that the really the, the two main risk factors are family history of prostate cancer, family history of actually breast cancer, because there is data and genetics. That show that you know right. mothers, you know your mother breast cancer can can be correlated with increased risk of prostate cancer as well as well as being an African American. African Americans are at higher risk uh, according to the guidelines now. Um, so those are the high risk patients. So so her husband is considered a higher risk patient for prostate cancer. Um, but when we look at the guidelines, we really go by age grouping, and he's 35 according to our guidelines for the aua which is the american urological association is our national you know board that makes all the decisions makes all the rules how we should practice our our you know practice in medicine they said that really no one under the age of 40 they don't recommend men under the age of 40 get screened for prostate cancer now why is that because really realistically prostate cancer does not affect men in that age group, even the most uh, like aggressive kinds, you're really not going very, very, very rarely. Are you going to find someone in that age group? Um, they do recommend, however, you know, this idea of shared decision-making for men between the ages of 40 through 55 who have, who are at higher risk for prostate cancer. Um, so, I think the answer here is, you know, right now there's really nothing to do. I think the best thing that they are, could do is that they are aware of it and, you know, they're thinking about it. Um, but I think we got to wait if they want to do it when they're 50, 40, come in, see your your local urologist and have that conversation and, and talk about what the screening includes. But I think right now, I think they're okay. What do you think, Kev?
0: I, I completely agree with you, and I, I, you know, and I, I think it's very important for our listeners to know that you know Justin basically just hit on basically the first two what we call you know types of patients to come to the practice and how they should be screened. So if you're less than the age of forty years old, you know our guidelines, our society states that you should probably not get your PSA checked at this time. All right, even with the history and all that stuff. Again, you should talk to your urologist about it. But the guidelines state, you shouldn't get your PSA checked. But between the ages of 40 to 55, if you have some risk factors um, for, you know, potentially having prostate cancer, then that's a shared decision making with uh, your urologist.
1: Right. And then after the age of 55, what are we doing then, Kev?
0: Uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, why don't we ask and see, uh, I, I think one of the listeners had another question uh, about that. Oh, so, uh, ah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so let's let's pull that up. Uh, give me a sec. Hey, guys. I'm a big fan of the podcast. My name is Michael. I'm 60 years old. I'm a healthy man. I run every day, take my vitamins, drink tons of water. My medical care is very important to me.
1: What should I do to have my prostate screened? So okay, perfect. Yeah,
0: great question. So, uh, you know, this really ties in. With what you were asking justin so after the age of 55 and up to 69 up to 70 years old uh this is our third patient uh and per the guidelines the recommendation is to have your psa checked every one to two years again the timeline the the, the period that you have in between is you know shared decision making with your urologist or with your physician uh but generally the recommendation is to get your PSA checked. This is where it counts. You know, this, if you're between the ages 55, 70, this is where it counts to get your PSA checked.
1: Right. So, so this guy's going to get his PSA checked because he's 60 years old. Um, And obviously we're going to go back to that issue with the DRE, the rectal exam, the finger in the butt. If he wants it, we're going to do it. If he doesn't want it, I'm not going to push him. I don't think you are either. No, But uh, I agree. And how often are we screening the PSA, Kevin?
0: It, it, again, like you put a guidelines, it's it's one to two years, right? That's that's where it states. It's it's completely up to you and the patient to discuss that. Generally, most people do it annually every year. All right. Uh, getting the PSA check. I, I think that in, in my practice, I tend to recommend it every year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree 100%. I think you know, it's one blood test. It's it's fairly harmless. Once a year, you get a good uh, measurement. You keep, keep track of everything and you get a better idea of that velocity that we also talked about. Right, if right. You can do it once a year. So I, I think you're, you're, you're dead on, you know, all my patients, 55 through 70, we're going to have the conversation about PSA. We're going to have the conversation about the rectal exam right. and we're going to see, if see what, what uh, they prefer and how, how they want to be screened. And, and yeah. that's what we're going to do. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I have the next question. Right? Hold I think so, on yeah. here. Let me see. Let's do this. Hey guys, my father's now seventy-five years old. He's doing well. Goes on hikes and plays golf every day. But what should he do for prostate cancer screening? All right. Okay. So, so, so we you talked about before, age fifty-five through seventy. So we have, you know, we had under 40 don't screen we have 40 through 55 year olds if you're high risk family issues african american we can talk about screening for prostate you just talked about 55 through 69 through 70 really right, right. that's that's the main group what about the guys older what are we doing kevin for this guy who's 75 he's in great shape he's golfing every day what are we what are you going to tell him
0: Oh, Justin, man, I wish I was golfing every day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but, um, get some lessons. I stink.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um,
0: but no, this is also another important category. Men over the age of 70. The guidelines state that you should not get your PSA checked if you're 70 years or older or men with less than 10 to 15 years of life expectancy. Now, this... This the statement I think has a little bit of a nuance to it, though. So right, you know, just I'm going it to throw completely
1: purposely vague. It's purposely vague for yes. a reason, because you know, listen, you're in Florida. I was in Florida. You see, 80 year olds, right, who look like they're 50. They're running. They're, they're running
0: they're, half marathons. You know, absolutely. Look, you know, doing great.
1: They're they're doing better than both you and I. Yeah. <laughs> I know that for a fact. That's they're way healthier than both of us. Right. But um, so you know, these guys often come in and they're like, Hey, listen, uh, I'm feeling great. You know, that these guys are going to outlive both of us. They'll be around for 30 years. Do you want to screen them for prostate cancer? The guideline says, usually, you know, 70 is not, is, is where we stop. But I think in, in many situations like this, you're going to do the shared decision making thing again, because personally, I try to, if I really think that they're you know, not the most healthy, but they're healthy. I I do feel like I'm going to do it if they want to do it. Right. Um, But I also think there's other considerations about that because as you get older, your risk for prostate cancer, um, pretty much, it seems to be, seems to somewhat, you know, be a common disease after the age of 80. Mm -hmm. I think there was a study about it, Kevin, right?
0: Yeah, I I believe so. It's just that, you know, a lot of people get diagnosed with it, you know, and the, the question at the end of the day, which is one that we're going to have with our patients is, will this disease process affect you? But again, I think that's, right. another, that's another question for another day. Uh, but in terms of screening, right, I, 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 I think the important thing is, you know, men over the age of 70, you talk to them and you tell them, look, you look like you have a long time to live. I think it may be worthwhile to check your PSA. But this is what it entails if your PSA is greater than four. It entails a prostate biopsy. It entails following your PSA year after year if you want to. You know, it's a, it's a lot of planning with the patient, and it's what they want. And I generally, like you said, go with what if they're like, you know what, I want to get my PSA checked, I'm, a, I'm for it. As long as I think they fit in that category that they are right. healthy and doing well.
1: I'm not going to tell a guy who's – 72 years old or 75 years old, who has heart problems, who has three bypasses. I'm not going to tell them to, to, to get screened for prostate cancer, because I think the important thing that we have to stress, especially at this point, when we're talking about these patients and in general, prostate cancer, most of the time is not the thing that kills people. You know, 90s, the, the five-year overall survival generally of prostate cancer is, it's about 90% you have a high chance of survival. So when you're talking about men who are above the age of 70, you have to ask there's this balance of quality of life versus, you know, quantity of life like so there was a study that I was alluding to before they they took a, a they took biopsies or of prostates of men who had died, they did it in the autopsy phase and they did it for men 80 or older who were not diagnosed or did not die of prostate cancer. And they found about 50% of them actually had prostate cancer. So my point is that, you know, maybe after the age of 80, half of us are walking around with prostate cancer. It doesn't mean it's gonna kill you. And if if it's not gonna kill you, do you wanna get a surgery that could potentially have other risks? Do you wanna get radiation that could potentially have other risks? Do you wanna be on androgen deprivation therapy that could have risks? it's a balance and it's a conversation you really have to have because I don't know, what if the guy's 80 and he's going to live to 110, it's possible, right? Maybe you do want to treat it.
0: And that's, that's what makes, you know, prostate cancer, you know, difficult to, to manage in my opinion. It's one of the hard things, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a long, it's a, it's, it's gotta be a detailed conversation with your physician, you know, that that's what it is. Cause there's a lot of nuance to it. It's not as, you know, it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray to it and, uh, you know, being as informed and that's what we're trying to do here, trying to inform you of the basics of it will help you in making that judgment, you know, down the line.
1: Yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, the the thing that I want to stress the most, and I think you'll agree with this is whenever you are worried or you're concerned about having prostate cancer being screened for prostate cancer. Go talk to your urologist. Go talk to your primary care doctor. Get your foot in the door, and that's like kind of what Movember is all about, right? We want you to go seek the help that you need. Absolutely. And sometimes that help is not even doesn't mean you have cancer. It's just talking to someone and then getting some reassurance, and that's much better than you know. I mean, a good good state of mind is really invaluable. You know, it's it's just. So I think that
0: that's half of this,
1: right? Half of it. Is just get in the door, talk to someone, because the conversation is literally the screening process for prostate cancer.
0: I I think that was a fantastic way, Justin, to kind of end this episode. Awesome.
1: Great. So, yeah. So, thanks everyone for listening. This was a little bit different. I think we can. I, th- I liked it. I thought I enjoyed it was it. fun. We'll, we'll give it a try. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can either contact Kevin or I, if you, if you liked it, if you have any, you know, comments or, or other questions or other topics you would like to hear about. Um, and we're always happy to uh, answer them in generalities like we did today. Obviously no Absolutely. specifics, um, but Otherwise, thanks for listening. As always, follow us both both on social media. You can follow us on our Man Up Pod uh, on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We also have our YouTube channel as well. Uh, We're on Spotify, iTunes. Subscribe, download. Give us a review, five stars. We're kind of all over the place now with social media, so follow us on all of them. (laughs) It's always appreciated. Um, For Kevin and Justin, thanks for listening. Until
0: next time.